Welcome to this podcast is not for you. If you are coming here from the Stonemeyer website, thank you for listening. And we are called This Podcast Is Not For You. I'm Jake. I'm Wes. I'm Peyton. And we usually talk about movies, music, video games, pop culture, uh, board games, and we talk a little bit about everything. Uh, so thank you for listening. And if you're interested in hearing about any of that, we've got a plethora of episodes on multiple topics, books as well. So yeah, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, pretty much everywhere. So this podcast is not for you. Thanks for listening. Welcome to this podcast is not for you. My name is Jake. My name is Wes. I'm Nathan. And I'm Peyton. Nathan. And, well, what? Peyton Nathan? Pey- Nathan. Yeah. Peyton. He's Peyton. This is a soft transition for Nathan to take over my position as we've, co-host. We've fired Peyton, but we're transitioning him out. For contract reasons, I have to be on this episode. Right, right. It's just slowly, it's the weaning off of... Um, yeah, so we're here with uh, Nathan Morris. Still, hey, still Hello. here. We are going to be reviewing a Stonemeyer board game. Now, a Stonemeyer is a board game designer. Uh, yeah. Right? Yes. They're a little bit of everything, kind right. of. Yeah, Jamie Stegmeyer, who owns Stonemeyer Games, is a designer. Stonemeyer Games is his company that publishes games. Yes. So. They uh, graciously sent us a copy of Between Two Castles of Mad King Ludwig to review on our podcast. So, uh, real quick, thank you to Stonemeyer Games and thank you to Jamie Stegmeyer. Thanks, Jamie. Thank you. It, it Thanks. Cool. We've been really excited. We've been yep. hyping it up. Yep. We're excited to do the episode, excited to do the review, and we were obviously very excited to play the game. Uh, I can't speak for everyone, but I particularly enjoy Stonemeyer. Most Stonemeyer games I play, real quick, I just off the top of my head, I played Scythe, I played Tapestry, I played Between Two Castles of Mad King Ludwig, I played Wingspan, and I am very excited for the upcoming Red Rising game, which isn't really a board game, it's more of a, eh, well there is a board, but it's like a deck builder, hand card, management. yeah, hand management, yeah. so it's, uh, I'm very excited about that. I have played, if that's what you're trying to get to, what what Stonemeyer games have I played, Jake? Thanks for asking. Uh, I have played uh, this game, obviously, but the only other one I had played was Wingspan, and I was very impressed by yeah. Wingspan because it's such an unorthodox game. Totally. Yeah. And uh, my wife and I like always talk about how like unique and interesting that game was, and our game went a long time. <laughs> And it was still really fun. Right, which, yeah, okay. I was going to say, normally that's a terrible thing. Right. Like, yeah, we played Monopoly for like 12 hours. Yeah. And then four more hours <laughs> It the depends on the game. Like, if you're enjoying it, it can, like, Peyton came over yesterday and the three of us played Risk, which is like one of my favorite classic mm-hmm. board games. And we got like a quarter of the way through a game in like three hours, Gee it whiz. seems like. But it was still really fun. Yeah. And we might return to that game. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, so fl- Wingspan was... was uh, Are you going to say Flamingo Span? Flamingo Span was really fun. Interesting. Is this a new one? Yes. All Flamingos. <laughs> okay. It's a spinoff that I'm creating. It's very creating. boring. It's yeah, just it's like Flamingo. 13, there's like <laughs> yeah. 13 species. Yeah. Uh, Pate, what Stonemeyer games have you played? Uh, I have played Wingspan, uh, and off of your point, Wes, the previous time that we played it, 
uh, I, we had too many people, and I had Zach on oh, our, yes. on my team. We were just it was me and him, and we were working on the same hand. That was some of the most fun I've had playing in probably this whole year hmm. board games because it was just like we were. That was a really fun game to team up on. I don't think you're supposed to. I don't think yeah. it's in the rules yeah. at all. But um, A little background on Zach. He loves birds. He loves birds. So that was <laughs> part of it. This is perfect for him. And I also get to push him a little bit because he takes. he's notorious at yeah. uh, taking a long time. Yeah. Um, and then I've played Scythe. Those are the two. That that's the one that's been recommended to me a lot because I, I like you've been Risk. Hyping Scythe forever. I've he been, wants to play it so bad. I've, I haven't <laughs> run into somebody that has it that I can play with. It's expensive. The other thing I wanted to say about Wingspan is just how impressive the artwork is on that game. Totally, like it's gorgeous. Yeah, I think we talked about a little bit about it on the board game review. But yes, I that's one of the only board games I can think of that I've found myself just enjoying playing. Yeah. Like playing it is fun. Because a lot mm-hmm. of times for me, winning is fun, right? It's, I mean, mm-hmm. all three of you know me very well. And it's like, oh, that was fun. It's like winning is fun, you know, or like, well, guys, why can't we just have fun and play a game? It's like, you know, it's fun winning. You know, it's like <laughs> that's kind of very much my personality. So that Wingspan is like one of the only games I've found where it's like. Gives you enough this is of just something fun. else. Yeah. That yeah. Takes the which is so weird, that. but I, that's why I really enjoy Stonemaier games, basically. But. Nathan, which ones have you played? I've played the ones you guys mentioned. Uh, Scythe and Wingspan, those are great. Um, I'm also super excited for Red Rising. The one uh, that I played, one of his his super popular ones, uh, is called Viticulture. Mm. Um, and it's just about making wine, baby. Uh, it's a worker <laughs> placement game. Um, and it's uh, it's it's super fun. It's it's a little more complex than some of his other ones. Yeah. But but it's really good too. But there's like a level of uh, like polish, I think that goes into every Stonemaier game. Definitely. You know? Yeah. It, yeah. it seems like uh, we talked a little bit about um, how Lord of the Rings was made by a Lord of the Rings fan and it was made with care. Mm. And it feels like Stonemaier games are made with the level of care that most board games should be made with. Totally. You know, yeah. like mm. appreciating... And we'll get into it later in this review, but my favorite, almost my favorite part of this game was like, you open the box and it is set up. Oh, absolutely. It's, yeah. it's beautiful. You don't have to punch things out of a it's board. It's so amazing. And so it feels like this, Jamie and a lot of the designers at Stonemeyer think of stuff like that for most of their games. You yeah. know, I, I wasn't just saying between two castles, but that's what I love about Stonemeyer it seems like they care a lot. Do you guys totally. think that, I have the feeling that their games are very like this. I didn't think could have been made by the same creator as Scythe or mm. Wingspan. They seem very different. Seem like very different games. Yeah, I haven't played Tapestry yet, but I really want to. Do you feel like that's the case? Like Viticulture, is it much different in terms of like? Would you say? Oh, it definitely feels like a Stonemeyer game. Yeah, all of uh, all of his games. I think. Well, sorry, all of the Stonemeyer games. So uh, he designed Viticulture and Scythe. Um, he wasn't the designer, but they were the publisher uh, for some of these other ones, like Wingspan. Elizabeth Hargrave was the designer okay. for that. But um, yeah, as far as uh, actually, their their catchphrase on their website is like, "What world do you want to visit today?" So mm. they kind of pride themselves gotcha. on making a lot of different. It definitely uh, comes through. Totally, like. yeah. Complete package too. It's not like you were saying. It's not just like the game is fun, but the the packaging and how it's presented is also yeah. good too. Yeah, and I think um, I don't know. They didn't. He didn't design this game, but I feel like if you 
get published by Stonemeyer, it's still a stamp of approval by them. Really, sure. You know, yeah. they have so. this, a similar level of quality across the board. Yeah, right. Even if he is not personally designing. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, anyway, so that's kind of what we enjoy about Stonemeyer games. Uh, the last thing I would I want to say personally, and if you guys haven't talked about something you really enjoy about them yet, feel free to chime in, is how it feels like you're playing for the most for most of the game in their games that I've played, you're playing yourself. And then at the end of the game, it's like, well, how did you stack up against everyone else? Hmm. You know, especially in Wingspan, you're building your own habitat. Right. In Scythe, you're building your own... uh, I don't really know what the verbiage in Scythe is. You you know, you have your own army or whatever. And then, you know, there's a board in the middle where you're definitely interacting. But for the most part, it's I'm building up my thing, especially in Tapestry. You're building your own city. And um, so that's, that's what I love about it is it's like... And even this especially, I... Uh, we're going to read their website blurb, but uh, it's very like we're doing our own thing over here. You're doing your own thing. And I'm even doing my own thing over here as well. Right. But then at the end, we figure out how we did instead right. of like, well, how it doesn't feel you know. hyper competitive during the game. Yes. Definitely. Even Scythe is, you know, I feel like is very strongly influenced by risk. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we played twice and there was like one battle i think yeah, totally. yeah like yeah. one fight the yeah. whole time yeah you can play that whole game without fighting anybody I totally think, yeah. right and that's that's one of the things jamie says that he likes either in the games that they publish or that he designs he likes the sort of like this is my personal puzzle i'm gonna do it the best i can we'll see how it compares to yours at the yeah. end of the game you know i think it's that could run the risk of feeling anticlimactic at the end because mm. it hasn't been competitive the whole time mm. and then all of a sudden you're keeping score. But mm. I haven't yeah. really felt that yet uh, in terms of this game or in Wingspan. Yeah. And I know we've been like gushing about Stonemeyer games for the most part, but real quick before we get into the review, um, we are not obligated to say anything positive. We are not obligated to... Give it five stars out of five stars. Uh, Jamie specifically said in his email, you know, we're not going to listen to them. We just want reviews out so people can listen, so people can watch. This will go on our website. You know, so we these are going to be honest thoughts. Um, whether we enjoyed it or not, we'll get into. But just so you know, you're listening at home thinking, well, okay, they sent them this game. They're going to say great things. It's like, well, no, for the most part, we have enjoyed every Stonemeyer game we've played, but we don't. We are not obligated right now to say anything positive about Between Two Castles, Mad King Ludwig. Anyway, just wanted to say that real quick for anyone curious. Um, here we go. So, Between Two Castles of Mad King Ludwig was published in 2018. It is designed by Matthew O'Malley and Ben Rossett, who also uh, well, it's published by Stonemeyer Games as well. But the interesting thing about this game is it is a very rare in my experience in the board game world, a collaboration of two board games. And so it's a collaboration between between two cities, which was also designed by Matthew O'Malley and Ben Rossett and published by Stonemeyer Games. And um Castles of Mad King Ludwig. Okay. And that was designed by Ted Auspack, I think. And that was published by Bezier. So right, which is why on the box of this it says Stonemeyer slash Bezier. Right. So it is a collaboration of those two games um and it's a competitive tile drafting game you work with the player on your left and the player on your right to build castles that will score at the end of the game 
And, you know, in kind of the world of the game, uh, you're a world-renowned master builder, you know, who has been asked by Mad King Ludwig to help design um, a castle. And, you know, obviously two heads are better than one. So he's like, I'm going to get two architects to build this castle and two architects to build this castle. And so that's kind of the world of the game. And that's their description of it. I would call it a pseudo-cooperative game. It's kind of listed as competitive, but I would say since you are kind of working with, you know, you're working with two other people, you know, I got Wes over here on my right and I'd be building a castle with Natty on my left. So um, that's what I really liked about it. And the brief overview of how to play, you basically just shuffle the throne room tiles and you deal one in between each player. Uh, it's, the game consists of two rounds. Basically, in the first round, you'll select two style, two, oh, you'll select two tiles from that stack and you'll put one tile in the castle on your right and one tile in the castle on your left. And then you kind of do that until all the stacks are gone. You know, after I draw, I pass to the left. Wes passes me his stack from the left. I get his, pick two, rinse, repeat until all the tiles in that stack are gone. And then you do round two. You do the same thing, but you pass to the right. So then that, I'm specifically saying, here, Wes, here's my stack. And then I get a stack from Natty on my left, pass to the Wes. And then at the end, you know, I'm working with Wes this whole time, working with Natty this whole time. We score our castles at the end of the game. And then this is what's interesting. Your score is the castle with the lesser of the two scores. So let's say me and Wes have a castle on my right here. That's 70 points. Me and Natty have a castle over here. It's 65 points. My score would actually be 65, which is interesting. And I thought that was mm -hmm. one of the most, um, I don't know, counterintuitive things, totally. I guess. It's, yeah. like, it's such know. a smart way to uh, make sure that you're not just focusing all your best stuff on one yeah. castle. You know, you have to pay attention to both of them, which yeah. is great. I love that. Cool. Um, the components, uh, basically you have, you open the box and you have 147 regular room tiles with unique art and then you have 83 other ones which are, you know, either dupes or whatever. But there are 147 unique uh, art room tiles, 20 bonus cards which can be played if, you know, if you get a certain bonus, uh, seven custom wood castle tokens, one double-sided full-color score pad, and four-piece game trays custom insert, which game trays is a company. And after this, after learning this, playing this game, shout out to Game Trays, because I've said this earlier in the episode, but that was far and above, like, the best part of the experience opening the box for me. It was just ready to go. It's crazy. And, like, you know, you guys know, it's like, if we get a new board game and someone else opens it, I'm like, if it's mine, I guess, I'm, like, kind of mad, because I'm like... No, because now there's no way to know how it fits in there. <laughs> like, So when I get a new board game, I want to make sure I'm like paying attention to like as I'm taking stuff out because that's like the most annoying thing is like when one corner of your board game is like not shut and then mm -hmm. your whole shelf is like slightly leaning to the left. So this is crazy. I mean, you, you open the box and then you take the pieces out and you're ready to play. Um, it's crazy. So yeah. that's kind of a little overview of the game. Now we can just get into our thoughts on playing the game. Uh, we've all played with three people. We've all played with... Uh, me, Peyton, Wes have played with five. Mm -hmm. You guys also played with six at the Cardboard Cafe, didn't you? Mm -hmm. And then Natty has played with three people and two people. Mm -hmm. And tell us a little bit about the two-player variant, because it is different, right? 
It is different. Okay. Yeah. So the two player game, uh, it's set up exactly like a three player game. Um, but one person, uh, well, we each have a castle in front of us, me and, and my opponent. And then the third one technically belongs to Ludwig. Uh, so we're going to be drawing extra tiles and sort of like randomly putting them down. Um, there is one extra element in this because one person gets to draw two tiles and they get to pick which one I get to put on my castle with Ludwig and which one they get to put on theirs. So whoever gets to draw them could technically screw me over by putting something I don't need. Mm. Um, yeah. Gotcha. We'll talk about okay. that a little bit more yeah. later. Okay. Well, since we all play with three players and, you know, sometimes five and sometimes six, let's just talk about the main main version to play because that would be the box says two to six, but it, two is a different variant. So we'll just talk about three to six right now. Um, what were you guys general impressions? Uh, generally pretty positive. Uh, I think the art in it was really good. Yeah. It's a pretty unique game from what, from my experience in terms of the co-op nature of it, like the yeah. dual co-op nature, you're playing with two different people on two different castles. I enjoyed the strategy elements of it. It's pretty light on strategy, I mm -hmm. feel like. It's not super deep in that regard. It's basically like, oh, I'll put this tile here, and the next time through I'll make sure I get X kind of tile yeah. so we get more points. Like, yeah. it's not like the most brain draining kind of strategy, but it's, it's fun. It's relatively well paced too. It's a pretty fast game. Mm -hmm. It doesn't drag. Yeah. And also like, I don't know how it's supposed to go necessarily, but the way we did it and the way we've kind of been doing it is once you get your tiles and everybody flips, you just kind of start putting, like we <laughs> don't go around the circle. Yeah. We just start working with whoever's paying attention mm -hmm. to you at the time. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I liked that aspect of it. Because it was there was no waiting around. Yes, yeah. Um, which can be the downfall of a lot of board games. Yeah, and that's that's why I think it's stronger with at least four, five, or six. Yeah. Because with three, if I'm working with you right now, Pate's sitting across I'm from us, and watch for a yeah. you're like, mm -hmm. so let me know, and I can. Right. Yeah. I don't want to place this without asking Wes. I didn't, you know, so. Right. Which yeah. even with three, I didn't feel like it was that bad. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. like it's I'm thinking fast. about, yeah. you know, where to place tiles yeah. and stuff. Still. If yeah. I had a negative. I think I understand the mechanic of scoring your lowest, but it feels really defeating when you score mm. your lowest if you did really well on another castle, especially because, I mean, it does a good job of making sure you're not intentionally doing that, scoring one higher yeah. than the other. But because of that, when you get a good score, it's not because you were, like, cheating. You genuinely got a good score, but you don't get to count it. Mm. And I think I think that's a little frustrating to me not so much that it ruins the game but i would say that's one aspect that felt a little bit like a, a yeah, let down at the end we, me and you scored like something crazy high yeah like you and i got we like next to each other 67 or something like that I and then, it was higher than that but and then we look over at our other one it's like 56 it's like oh so it's a little bit deflating yeah Whenever you're not intending to load one castle, but you just did a really good job yeah. and you're not really re rewarded for it. So if I had a negative about the game, I would say that I don't think it takes away from the enjoyment of building the castle. Like you and I, whenever we played built like freaking a, swords, dude, Well, <laughs> swords, and one. then we played again and we built the longest, deepest basement that's ever existed yeah. in the castle. It was yeah. just one long it was like basement seven or eight tiles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so those aspects are fun, but 
I would say the scoring at the end, it's also kind of confusing how you score it. Yeah. It can be. It, yep. It's a little overwhelming. There's a lot of elements to count. Yeah. Um, but those would be my quibbles with it. Mm-hmm. But generally a very enjoyable game. I would play it again. Yeah. You know, those are my yeah. thoughts. Uh, I really enjoyed it as well. Generally, I thought the mechanics were very clean. And like you said, the game's pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Um I thought the art, the art was really good. It's something that you have to pay close attention to if it's you want to small. get the. It's pretty small, so mm-hmm. you have to kind of be really, you know, investigatory. Yeah, is that a word? Sure. Um, and to to really get like the the details in the rooms. Yeah, I would say the hardest part. Um, the hardest part of that is like, there's not a great like descriptor in the rule set about like what the top right is what the top left is, yeah. what the color means on each tile specifically. You know, it just has, this is the colors and this is kind of what they are. A lot are, of symbols on it. Yeah, I agree with you. The tiles are, first of all, the tiles are small. I mean, yeah. it's what, one by one? one by yeah, maybe. probably. And so, yeah, you really have to be like, it's hard to keep them all straight when your castle has 12 tiles placed yeah. on it. Yeah. And, you, you know, ha- so. You have to choose to be immersed in it, yeah. I think, mm. a little bit yeah. more than uh, some games where they're just kind of jumping out at you. Uh, I would say the scoring is the best part of the game mm. to me. Uh-oh. Um, Interesting. Just because it is, not because it's the most unique scoring strictly, but it is um, balance-wise, I think it's just really cool. Uh, yes, I've never played a game that has a scoring like that, but I would say that it determines the tone of the game. Mm. Um, mm. And it, the tone of the game is mostly just fun. Yeah. Because of that. Once you play it one time, you realize like this is, you know, you want to, you want to, and like Natty was saying, it is a deterrent for, it's the best deterrent I can think of for stacking one castle over another one. Which I agree that that mechanic definitely works. I think, I think it was just a personal thing for me, the feeling of doing well on one and not on the other. You go, oh, yeah. But when we were playing the, I think the first time we were learning and then the second time yeah. we played at the end of that one, you said something really interesting and I didn't want to steal it from you. I, go ahead. I, I probably don't gonna, remember it. I was going to say, if you were going to say it here, I wasn't going to steal it from you, but uh, there you go. Credit given. Um, you said it's kind of the best teammate wins. Kind yeah. of. Yeah. Is, is, that's a really interesting way to put it. And, you know, not mm. to toot my own horn here, but I've only lost one game and that was a three-way tie that I lost. Yeah. So I, that's really interesting way to put it. And so I'm like, oh, I'm a good teammate. Yeah, the I've best teammate overall because you're yeah. taking your lowest score. If your scores are high on both, then you're Yeah, that more. was a really interesting way to put it. And so I thought, in you know, I'm not saying you're wrong, Wes. It's just, sure. it's interesting that when he put it that way, I was like, oh, yeah. Okay, so I really need to think about the best move yeah. for everyone mm-hmm. instead of like, yeah, this works. Yeah. You know, it was just like, okay, no is that tile going to score here when I place it? And is it going to score somewhere else because I placed it there? You know, it's just kind of, there's so many layers to how a tile can score. And so right. I think that's the scoring mechanic lends itself to being really rewarding based on that. Yeah. But. So my favorite things, I think the scoring is a plus. I think the pacing of the plus is like 20, 25 minute games, 30 minute games. Maybe I think the ease of entry is also a benefit it's like mm. you can play it one time and mid, sooner than midway through the game, you've yeah. got it. Yeah. yeah. Which is not 
common, I don't think. Yeah, because a lot, a lot of, of times you get it, but you're still learning other components. Yeah. yeah, and this one, it's like, okay, I've placed four tiles and I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm on. Yeah. So I think the speed, the scoring, and the ease of entry yeah. are the best parts. In that way, it's almost like it almost is borderline a party game mm. because it can yeah. hold so many people and it is so simple yeah. to play, right? And interactive. Totally, yeah. You know, most crunchy, meaty games, you know, aren't super interactive. There are a lot of in your head. Yeah. Things, if I had to nitpick on it, I would say, um, yes, the layout was good for keeping stacks in. I don't like the pieces, I don't think. Mm. Just kind of simple mm. squares. I think there could have been a little bit more to that. Maybe make them three-dimensional or... Hmm. Um, I would have liked some sort of locking mechanism. Yeah, yeah. that would have been good. Mm. You yeah. know, on the edge. So you and can I know move your... Because you inevitably, no matter how big your table yeah. is, you're going to move your castle at Definitely. some point. Yeah. Because if it you just have seven grows. basement layers, you're going to have to be pushing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just becomes this mass of something that you weren't planning for. You mm -hmm. didn't think you were going to go 40 yeah. straight up. So I would say the, the trays were good. There's not really a good way to shuffle them, and there's mm -hmm. not really a good way to get them out. That's like, true. It's as good as it could be, yeah. I think, the trays, but it just, when you've got tiles that are just, you know, hard cardboard, mm -hmm. or, you know, I don't know. The, no, I, I definitely the agree that the, sh the only thing. Shuffling them is, is really, really difficult. And I yeah. wish the little castle pieces was, meant more. Yeah, I was about to say, those little castle pieces are... Useless. It's if Is the game no could have been five dollars cheaper and not had them, I would prefer yeah, that. Totally. Yeah. They're literally But those yeah. are little things. Yeah. Take that out and make the throne room something a bit more elaborate than a double square. Hmm. You hmm. know, like something as a base that's a bit more like hardy. Yeah. And then build out the tiles around it. Even yeah. if the tiles are the same, like some kind of more like significant mm. centerpiece because yeah. once you start putting squares on it that middle tile gets lost it gets muddled mm. yeah well here's the thing we all might be talking from a perspective of never having played the other games that's mm. true have you yeah. played either of them uh i've played the digital version of oh, uh mad king ludwig oh okay yeah. uh so I, I played the digital version so was it anything like like you know because maybe in that one, it starts as a doubles. We don't, you know, I don't know. I just haven't yeah. played it. So what so, elements of this yeah, are in it that? It uses the same, as far as I can remember, it uses the same uh, symbology. So all the, the symbols that you guys are talking Painting, about for scoring, swords. sleeping room, okay. it uses those. But the difference is uh, it's not semi-cooperative. And we're, I'm setting up an auction every turn, and I'm going to price the pieces based on uh, who I see needs them. Hmm. And whoever uh, buys the piece, they give me money. Whoa. So that's, okay. uh, so yeah, it's a little so they bit. They kind of dropped that and then. Totally. So huh. they just, they really went super simple on yeah. this. But yeah, that's, uh, so I, I think that my, my thoughts on it are mostly positive as well. Um, and a lot of that does have to do with the pacing, with, like what you guys are talking about. Um, Wes, I, I hear what you're saying about feeling a little bit deflated by the lower score, but I really do feel like that's so uh, dulled by the fact that like you could play a game and 20 minutes later you're playing another that's a, one. That's you know a great I mean? point. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it restarts really quickly. If I was putting so much more time into it, like yeah. I'd probably be a lot more ticked off. Yeah, but, that's a good point. Um, for me, hmm. the the best part of the game, this actually probably would have been like okay for me, Um but the thing I love the best in the game is whenever you place three of the same tiles, you get a special a special ability, whether yeah. it's a special tile, mm. different way to score. 
Um, that feels like token Stonemeyer to me that you're unlocking something for doing something really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me that just like that, that brought it to another level because it is so it's an elegant way to add a little bit more variety that makes my castle maybe different from yours, even yeah. if we are placing very similar pieces. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Cause the first game I think you guys played, I mean, we, we, we were playing incorrectly, but you guys yeah. played like, like nine utility rooms. Yeah, yeah we, we played you know? wrong. We but, did wrong. <laughs> you know, that that is cool because you had two bonus cards where that was making you build your castle a lot different than mine because I had two towers. Right. You know, and so it's yeah. like, oh, okay, I'm going to put a bunch of basements now because the towers will be worth more points. The and, variety you know. that happens between everyone's castles is really notable. Yeah, like, totally. Yeah. It's, it's not like everyone's building a really similar castle. Like, you get people building, like, super tall ones or like really wide yeah. flat ones or yeah. low one like it it really does vary yeah. and kind of looks like the outside of a castle yeah. like the outline mm-hmm. of a castle it's cool which is cool yeah negatives for me i have two they're pretty minor uh so i would say scoring but not not like uh that i take the lesser score i actually uh just like writing on the on the score pad at the end is is like a chore in and of itself like yeah. i think the first game we played this might not be able to be helped but i think we were almost scoring for pretty close to as, as long as we were playing. It felt like, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. um, so there's one. And then I agree with you guys about shuffling the tiles. That's always kind of a pain. If they would have had just like a bag where you could just like reach in and draw, that probably would have mm. solved that. Yeah. But, mm. um, it's yeah. like a little felt bag. Totally. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, honestly, it's a, I, w- I feel like I could safely introduce this to like my hardcore gamer friends mm. and people that are like, what's well, a board game, you know? Yeah. And I mm. think it would be, equally as successful yeah yeah i think the thing you said about it being a borderline party game is really good because it's like it really does feel like it's got two feet one foot in each camp like it feels part party game part more like elaborate with an eye on quality of the board game you know like we played it with six people at our house and it was enjoyable for everybody like a party game can tend to be mm. like there were jokes going around yeah. and like silliness, but the quality of the game was great. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think, uh, I had a lot of fun playing it every time I played it. I think the quality of the pieces are great. Um, I just wish that there was a better shuffling tool or you know stuff like that but i think the biggest thing i can remember that is a negative for me is when you're scoring it, you, you know it has a column it has a column of all the types and rows you know and you it's hard to remember which of which room of that type you've scored mm-hmm. you know, if i have seven utility rooms it's like oh crap I know I scored this one. I can't remember if I scored this one, you know, and it's not like you want to cheat. And so that's me. I mean, being very pessimistic and thinking the worst of everyone all the time. I'm like, yeah, you beat me, but you probably scored your castle wrong. (laughs) It's your first time. You probably scored wrong, you know, or something like that. It's just like, I want to check everyone's castle, but then, you know, kind of like what Natty said, it's like, it's so light where it's like, you know, the only... The only, yeah, the only one I lost was that three-way tie where we're like, this is insane. How is this possible? And then it was like, oh, yeah, well, we're just, we're about to play again. So it's like. I would uh, say that is the consolation to to, uh, the scoring system is even if you lose, because if one person wins the game, I don't know if that's been made clear, but um, it is, it's cooperative, but one person wins the game, which is also unique. Yeah. Um, I would say the consolation is like, that one game we had like a 76 or something. 
the consolation is we lost, but we had a 76, which yeah, is cool yeah. to say, you know what I mean? Like you scored really high. Yeah. Yeah. That's and cool. So and it's like, that's, oh, our castle's dope. Yeah. That's yeah. In that same vein, you always have something physical to show afterwards, even if it looks like yeah. a blob, right. <laughs> everybody's got their own. Yeah. Unique they thing. always went for one. You always go for like one thing. It seems like yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the corridor castle yeah. is really yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I really enjoyed it every time I played it. I, Played with three, five, and six. Uh, Natty here over to my left played the two-player variant. Uh, so you kind of talked a little bit about it mm-hmm. before, but tell us your impressions because I was really excited that you got a chance to play it that way yeah. because we didn't. I was excited too at first. Uh-oh. Uh, so all the things that I said about the game positive, uh, those still stand for anything more than two players. Um, like I explained before, uh, there's an extra element in the two-player game. Uh, where essentially we're trying to build a castle uh, with no one, but we don't get to pick that other tile. One person gets to deal out two tiles. So I'm randomly going to get one if I'm not the one picking. So in this example, my wife draws two tiles. She looks at them and then she says, I'm going to give this one to you, this one to me. And then when it goes back around, it'll be my turn to do that. Um, The problem with this version of the game uh, is that there's so much, uh, it's really fiddly. Uh, I Not only do I have to watch the two castles on my side, I have to watch Ludwig's, which doesn't really matter at all. And he can win, which is lame. So technically, if uh, he has the lowest scoring castle that we've helped contribute to, uh, he, can, he, can, he can win. So um, it feels just like a really muddy version of at least the three-player game. That's the, the highest player yeah. count that I've played it at. So you have a castle on your left. Yes. And you have a castle on your right. That's right. And there's one in the middle for Ludwig. Yes. As Weird. The, yeah. Yep. Yep. It's not very good. Uh, it takes it takes a long time, and you also have to count up. Somebody's going to have to count up two castles at the end. So yeah. normally, you only hmm. score the one on your left. Right. Somebody's gonna, in this game is going to have to score up two. There's nothing as defeating as scoring up for Ludwig. And, and then him winning. You. Yep. Wow. Who Did he win when you guys played? Uh, he did win, yes. Uh, Ludwig, oh he was a classic good castle builder. Um, he hired someone else to build a castle, and then he built one better. That's himself. right, yeah. Yeah, just to him. <laughs> it's like Weird. every CPU in every video game. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like way, way too good. So, no. interesting. That's kind of like... The, like a blockbuster mechanic, you know, where like if you win the head-to-head thing, you get to pick what tiles, you know, what cards you want to use <laughs> and then give them the crappy ones. It's just an interesting mechanic to bring into this game. Totally. And it's a lot less uh, versatile because you're drawing two tiles. And really it's like, these are both sleeping rooms. It doesn't matter. You uh, know, yeah. Yeah. A lot too, it's weird so. that the box doesn't say two to seven if there's a two-player variant because it says three to seven. They could be embarrassed about it. That's maybe. true. Maybe they were just like, eh. it could be. Oh, it's a, so tiny. It, it says three to seven players, parentheses, two player variant. Oh, okay. It's so Te- small. Technically yeah. two players. It could be. Please like don't they play just, We have to put it on the box for <laughs> legal reasons, but. Yeah, I mean, it kind of could be like, I know you, your game doesn't really get taken seriously unless there's a two player variant mm. in the industry. So maybe they just like, all right, here. Yeah. We know people aren't really going to play this yeah. two player that Unless often. Yeah. We have to. Here it is. Or maybe there's whatever. a two player variant in between two cities or, you know, that's better like or something. I don't yeah. know. But yeah. That's interesting. Maybe it was kind of an afterthought for them. Yeah. 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 That's a bummer because, like you know, as like, you know, if Chelsea's looking for something to do and, you know, I'm not playing Xbox or doing something else, she's like, let's play a game. But it's hard to find a really 
good two-player game. So I, was, yeah. I saw that in the rule book, and I was like, oh, that's cool. It's not, as it turns out. <laughs> right, right, okay. Interesting. You were wrong when you thought that. Yeah, darn. Okay. But other than that, generally good thoughts all yeah. around, I yeah. feel like. Yeah. Cool. It's a fun game. All right, well, Natty, thank you for being with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, very honored to get to review a board game by you know one of my favorite publishers. If you did enjoy this, if you want to hear more about board games, because it's our only second, it's only the second episode we've done, uh, Red Rising is coming out. Me and Natty both have a copy coming in. We're going to be playing it anyway. If you wanted us to review that, uh, that'd be a good thing to do. Leave a comment or something. Message us if you're like, oh, I love hearing about new board games. Because, you know, we don't we don't know if, yeah. if, if this is something people love to hear about. So, uh, yeah, anyway, I would just say that. This has been, this podcast is not for you. Thank you for listening. This is Jake. I'm Wes. Oh. Nathan. I'm Jake. Just Oh, Nathan. Jake, double so Jake, Jake this week. Double oh, Jake. Uh, this is Pate. Have a good week. Wait, wait, wait. I'm Pate.